0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Life Outside the Dugout Podcast. We are three guys that met in college, played baseball with each other, and got pretty close. We're here to share our experiences and stories through life and in baseball. So for you athletes and non-athletes out there, we hope that you can take away something to help better your mental game. So sit back and enjoy.
1: How's everyone's week?
2: Ah, uh, you know, my week's pretty good so far, actually. Um Got some news. You know how I was talking to you guys guys about uh, being pitching coordinator last year, but it didn't really happen because I got uh we didn't have enough pitching coaches on our staff. Um yes. so I went down to varsity. Yes. Officially I am now the varsity not the varsity oh my god. I am now the pitching coordinator. So ah. got that news was this week. Congrats actually yesterday. Thank you. Um Yeah, so other than that, my week's good. My sister was home for the weekend, so that's nice to see her. And, did you her uh, favorite dog oh uh, yeah she did she did he never left i hate that son bitch oh yeah he lives there he lives there <laughs> he lives there uh anybody out there if you want a free dog contact um i can't you know i was gonna say something i can't say that oh uh, yeah contact me in some way if you know my stuff so yeah
0: you don't have dog. stuff to contact
2: well, find it.
0: Can we make Tristan find, yeah. can let's just find it? Sam, let's just make Tristan an Instagram.
1: That would be kind of fun. I
2: feel
0: like post? I feel like Tristan would tear up the Twitter game on his own. He would. Like you and Chris Lang going back and forth.
2: Can you can you imagine me arguing with Chris Lang? But like on a
0: on an <laughs> unknown account though, so he doesn't know. So just...
2: yeah. <laughs> a burner. Uh, that'd be great. It'll be half blind carrot they'll like never care. know yeah uh, anyway josh how was your week it was good good week good week
0: <laughs> sam <laughs> uh,
2: that was good sam how was your week
1: uh i still been better in life if we go back a couple episodes when i talked about how blessed i am to have never had really a setback i am currently in a beautiful setback uh, I think that I have a slap tear in my shoulder after hitting 92. And now we're kind of just vibing. I got to go home for the second time this week to go get an MRI. Didn't really like it. Didn't know how small the tube was. I'm not very small myself, so fitting in the tube was not fun. It was also at 9 o'clock at night, which probably made it worse. But That'd be sketchy, I bro. Oh. I'd hate that. It was weird. Because I had to drive like 45 minutes, so I had to leave at like 7. And I got there and I fell out of the paperwork and I'm sitting there like I've had a couple of surgeries before too, so I have some stuff in my body. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, what if this is metal? And I just don't know about it.
2: Well, it does mess with you. I understand. I do. I was like, I'm thinking about all this stuff. Like, oh, I've had a couple. Sur- oh no, dude. What if that's that? <laughs> I what saw. If they
1: dropped a syringe. It's just. The good news is I get to meet with the doctor tomorrow via Zoom because I'm not driving back to Minnesota for the third time in a week, and we'll see what's up. Yeah. Uh...
0: That's that's good. Yeah, we didn't even know if we're it's... gonna record today because of everything going on. But you know, glad glad you're here. I might not even be in Marshalltown in two weeks. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, and then a couple of weeks after that is Thanksgiving, and then a week after that is Christmas break. So really, you might not even be at Marshalltown.
1: Oh, if I have to have surgery, I'll be gone for the fall. I won't come back.
2: There you
0: go. Oh yeah, I guess I wouldn't expect you to go back, anyways. Yeah. No,
1: oh. it's like it's three weeks of not even moving my arm, yeah, and then it's six weeks of barely moving my arm,
0: and then you would I guess organize with the professors about work,
1: oh, yeah, it's marsh time <laughs>
0: yeah. anyways, so Tristan, how do you feel about change?
2: Well, actually, uh, I remembered what I was gonna say before, um. I'm going to start it off with a little story. Actually, story time. Okay, story time.
0: Well, kind of okay, well I hope you don't forget your story, but kind of introduce, you know, what we're talking about today here.
2: Uh so today it's more about a uh, topic of change, obviously. Um how it affects us as people, individuals and how we kind of handle ourselves through it. Um some don't like it because change is, you know, can be difficult.
0: Hurry.
2: Yeah. It can you you just don't know what's going to happen, but at the same time if you plan the change out yourself, you know what I mean? You plan to make the change, you know, I'm going to start waking up at this time, this time, and this time and you start doing it, it can be a good thing. Like it, every, it it's just kind of perspective. Like everything is perspective as we've emphasized over and over again on this podcast. Um, but the story time I'm going to start out with is with uh, a buddy of mine uh, and myself are lifting together now. And uh, we uh, go to the gym and, He's talking and he's like, man, dude, he, he's he got his job for life right now. He's, he's a lineman. So, I mean, basically going to be doing that for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? And he's he kind of sit back. And I was in the same kind of funk. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, dude, it's just kind of the same thing day in and day out. You know what I mean? Like you sit back and you look at everything and there's nothing going on. I mean, when I go, when I'm done with work or I'm done with school, I come straight home and there's really nothing to do. And he was kind of sitting in the same boat and i met this guy in my class and believe it or not i told sam about this but we went out line dancing uh and went to the little bar yeah i know i know and uh just that little change right there just getting out and seeing people or like changed my whole mood and kind of my outlook on everything um and so i'm going to start inviting guys out you know because you sit in a house long enough you do everything in that house and there's just nothing you know what i mean it gets so boring and you get bogged down and you get almost like in a funk you know what i mean and then getting out and enjoying yourself you're like okay once a week or once every two weeks three weeks however time you how much time you need like it's just nice to get out there and do something that's out of the norm for yourself like change a little bit you know what i mean
0: I'm really upset at the fact that I didn't get to go with you.
2: You didn't get to go with me.
0: No, Tristan wants to take pictures. He wants to do line dancing now. Who are you?
2: I don't know. Like I said, dude, I'm gonna be honest. I, since I've gotten home, there's been a lot of, a lot of change. A lot of change.
0: And I feel like though that's like kind of expected. You're at Marshalltown for two years. Saw different people from different areas of the world. Got to hang out with them, chill with them, right? So I feel like. There was and you were you know part of the team, right, so they feel like there's always something new new challenges every day, right, yeah, or at least more challenges well
2: can I can I just point out i for the first like three weeks of me being the uh student assistant, whatever the hell you want to call it, um I felt that dynamic was so weird, and Sam would probably more understand like it was just weird. I'd sit I just, back and I'm just watching and I'm like. Uh. <laughs> But yeah. I'm partially going through it now too. Say that again. I'm partially
1: going through it now too, because I'm not as far as you were, but I'm 80% coach, 20% actual athlete.
2: Yeah, because you're you're an older guy now, so it's like kind of hurt. expected to do a lot more, especially since like you know, the setback, which sucks, but it's just a new opportunity, I guess. I get a fungo and I get to hit fungos now. Yeah. You get to hit fungos. Nice. To hit fungos oh my god
0: Uh, that's scary but but yeah like you 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 face these different challenges um when you're with us for those two years right and now that you're back home and things have kind of settled down and uh you have that whole coaching job and you're back in school and not playing not like not coaching with the college team you know i can see how things kind of settled down and you just kind of want to change
2: yeah dude because like over in Marshalltown, it was, I, I could honestly say it was different every day. Like there is something to focus on differently every day. Uh, it, it's just, it's wild. It, it was wild. So it like kept my brain engaged almost. But like when you get in such a routine, at least for me, I, I like a routine. I need a routine based life. Yeah. Right. For the most part. But if I get in a routine and it's every same thing every day, every day, every day, it's like you ask yourself, is this really all there is to life? You know what I mean? Is this is this it? And it's like, bro, it, you get in that funk. I said it before. Like, but you get in a funk, and it's just it, you only see. You get so tunnel visioned, and it's just hard to see somewhere else to go, or you want to do something, and it's just like, ugh. You just feel gross. like a, you
0: just feel like a robot at that point, man.
2: Yeah, it's you do, and way. that's why, you know, I figured, why not go out line dancing? I danced to one song. <laughs> nice, yeah. but, but you know, it, was, it was it was a it was a
0: spontaneous move that you made and it's like you know yeah,
2: it was it and it i enjoyed the hell out of it i'm probably gonna keep doing it you know so if you boys ever come over to omaha well
0: it looks little, like we're going line dancing
2: uh, get a little yee-yee action going <laughs> yes sir
0: yes sir so would you say i mean obviously you kind of looked at it from a good perspective um just getting out of a funk right how would you kind of describe bad change
2: bad change to me is letting the change itself whatever it may be overwhelm you does that make sense like so it can be
0: it can be it could be be, you could be like in a shitty situation but as long as it doesn't overwhelm you you think it's okay to be happening
2: because you grow as a person you know what i mean like that change kind of changes you i mean
0: uh, it could change you for worse and it could change you for better like it depends on the perspective but like so even in bad context or sorry even in bad context it could still be a good change just could be because then
2: you learn if it has to do with the person yeah like changing your life aspects and in a sense cutting them out of your life because they're taking that away from you and they want to bring them you down to their level or whatever it may be you just grew apart yeah like that change could be beneficial for both of you you know what i mean although it may hurt now it's like ripping a band-aid off have it hurt now but be better in the long run instead of just letting it you know yeah fester and you know all that stuff so
0: so then the overwhelming type of change kind of explain that
2: so overwhelming is like uh big life choices you know what i mean so like moving out of your parents house or like uh uh getting well you a, s- a new job and i mean like new team starting starting to pay bills you know what i mean and all that kind of stuff like they're it, it's just a lot of change where you have to grow up really fast you know what i'm yep. saying like it's and that can be overwhelming to a lot of people, depending on how you look at it. I mean, it just, it. actually, I, when we we did a combine yesterday, and I think uh, one of our coaches said it really well, he said, if I was 14, he picked on the youngest kid, the kid, youngest kid at the camp was 14, okay? And he goes, you know what the biggest change in your life is going to be and which you don't realize? And he goes, what? That in four years, you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Kids 14, in four years, you're an adult. They don't tell you that. Sure. Like in high school, they don't tell you that. They tell you, oh, you know what? You're going to be great. You're going to be doing good. It's kind of coddling. to me. it's coddling. But in four years, you're an adult and you're going to be expected to parent yourself. Now, I say, picture yourself back at 14, right? Do you, do you think like when you were 14, were you thinking to yourself in four years? I can do whatever the hell I want basically. You know what I mean? Like you're expected to parent yourself. You could be a dad. You know what I mean? Like that's that shit's crazy. They don't tell you that. They don't teach you that. So it's just that kind of change like. And for him to tell him that, like for our coach to tell that younger kid that, I think was great cuz it's kind of like a come to Jesus moment a little bit. It's like, "Oh shit, that's that's facts. Four years, man. That's and like, you think about the 16 year olds when I was 16, dude, I still didn't give a shit. Like I was skipping class. I did all that shit. And I'm like, yeah, it's just crazy, crazy, man.
1: The only thing I kind of have to say about that, like as devil's advocate almost is, do you think that that could
2: have overwhelmed him? Like, do you think that that might've been too much to hear at that young? Oh yeah. 100%. I do. Cause sometimes you come at it. <clears throat> the way he took it, and you know how you were back in fourteen when coach says something to you, it's kind of like, eh, you know, I'll brush it off, whatever yeah, he yeah. says, all that kind of stuff. But if you take it seriously, and some of the kids do, mm-hmm. and it's it can be because that's just that's a scary thing to say, yeah. You know that, man? But that's scary, that's a very scary thing.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, ripping off the bandaid or you're gonna soak it, right? Like your coach right. r- ripped off the bandaid there, but i think it was a good move to be honest with you like yes oh it, i agree yes I agree. It, yes it overwhelmed them but i don't think it's gonna be a bad change for him anymore like but that, there's I... when i was 14 and coaches would give you advice and sometimes they'll use life analogies some of those still stick with me and it's like you know yeah at the time you could either brush it off or it might be shitty but like they kind of stick with you and for that 14 year old in four four years when he's going through it or whatever and like he's going to look back at that moment with that coach if he does kind of embrace it um he's going to remember that coach telling him that and be like you know what, i got a man up you know he he prepared he prepared me for this moment and that's when you kind of see it as a good change yes it was overwhelming but he's not going to take it bad right
2: kind of kind of building off that real quick it's just like saying that Now, telling him at 14 gives him four, three and a half, four years to prepare. Exactly. Instead of like, oh, well, you know, in four years you might be moving out. And then it's like, okay, then you're slowly building. And then all of a sudden you hit him with the bombshell at 16 when he was like, ah, kind of brushing it off, brushing it off, brushing it off. And it's like, well, shit, now I only got two. I got half the time. You know what I mean? And granted, he did probably grow that, that, grows as an individual, but like – that's that's a lot two years is a lot and it flies fucking by
0: hey i when i was 14 if someone were to warn me what college ball was really going to be like down in the states fuck i would have taken it (laughs) you know what i mean like because it's it's those types of moments especially like for him if he has like a kind of moment of realization when he's 18 where he has to go through a hard experience to learn that he is an adult it hits you really hard right but this coach might have saved him from that impact.
2: I I'm gonna. You guys care if I tell one more story? Go ahead. Um, when I was 13, this was kind of my come to Jesus moment as a as a younger as a very new teenager, like brand new. Um, driving down to Florida for a game. we were playing summer ball, and we we're taking a van that fits like nine people. But we fit 15 baseball players in it. Oh my god! Yeah. How
0: long was the drive?
2: Oh, uh, it was from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, to like middle oh. of the panhandle.
0: So when like we drove hours. down.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. It was god. straight. We didn't like it was straight. And I went down by myself. My parents didn't come with me. Yeah. Like at 13, my parents didn't come with me, and I'm I'm sitting there going. Okay, so I gotta keep track of my money. I gotta keep track of everything. I got I got my cleats. I gotta wash my pants myself. All this other stuff, and I'm thinking, dude, like I before I got on the on on the on the bus, I was like, holy shit, man! Like this is this is real. Like my mom and dad, they ain't they ain't there no more. They ain't there. We get down to Florida. It was a great time, great time. I'm staying in a hotel room by myself. I'm waking myself up at like six and thirty in the morning because we're going to play and all that stuff and i was playing 13 on a 14 U team so and it, we so you you think i you think i was going to see the field <laughs> if we played down in florida hell no i got one ab you know what happened i pulled a ball deep foul line very next pitch i got hit in the dome nice the <laughs> dome, nice okay so that was my one ab of the whole tournament and then we rode back but when i got back it was different cuz i was like i felt good you know what I, I mean? Because I, I I got all that shit done and I felt like I didn't need nobody. But well, like obviously you do. But.
0: And you were also like one of the youngest kids on the team. So it's like, you know. It's pretty cool. It's a cool experience. <laughs> and like, I we, when when you get older, you kind of really don't like re, like it doesn't impact you as much. Like we're we have an age gap, but like, you know, it's not that it's not that significant. But I guess when you're thirteen or fourteen, I see that one year pretty big. Like that one year difference pretty big.
2: Oh, yeah, because I think I grew like six inches from 13 to 14, like a massive amount. (laughs) I was a small kid, but anyway, yeah.
1: I feel like definitely the younger you are, the more the year really matters. Because, I mean, if you look at like 27 to 28, like, oh, big deal. But if you go from even 16 to 17, 17 to 18, like we were talking about, like those are when it really let alone
0: Let alone a 13 on a 14-year-old team. Oh, well, and and you're traveling a, and you're traveling alone like it's a, it's
2: like and there's a lot more challenging things out there i was just giving an example but it's it's something that shaped me definitely and changed me for the better that whole that whole summer did that whole summer was fantastic made, like made me the baseball player i was and made me really like i love baseball fell in love with it um so yeah it was that's just a cool experience for me
1: and what's really cool is that you were able to have that experience when you were so young. Cause I mean, especially being at college and being older now, like I get to see all the new freshmen that have never had an experience like that in their life. And they get here and they're like, Oh, freedom. Like I can do whatever I want. No. And because they're already so old and everything, they take it on the wrong way. Whereas, I mean, you were 13 you're like, okay, I need to manage my money. I need to make sure I'm getting up. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. No. But if they've had that their entire life, the change of being on your own mm-hmm. could be too bad.
2: Yeah yeah
0: that that type of move though that you made at 13 is like man that shows a sign of maturity like the fact that you were thinking those types of things and you're just so precautious
2: well it, it, i was and i wasn't it's it's like it was weird because like that 13 year after 13 i went into high school right going to high school 14 15 16 wow, 17 yeah those years isn't that and crazy like, we
0: started high school 14
2: I, I fell off the table bro fell off the table because like there was no structure like i didn't have that you know that guy that coach because we moved out i moved out here to omaha and didn't have that guy no more and now i'm sitting here have a lot more free time and just fucked around fucked around all through high school and that's why i have a really shitty gpa (laughs) (laughs) so you're saying josh
0: the bad type of change i know we kind of looked at the overwhelming stuff as in a good light but for those that kind of go through bad changes like what what does that pertain
1: i think for me a bad change could be anything that was too abrupt it's gonna sound weird but Anything you truly, truly not ready for? I think at first you'll look at it as a bad change, but then, like we talk about, it depends on your perspective and what you want to gain from it, what you can want ask,
0: to come out of it. So, have, can, have, sorry, Tristan, go ahead. Can I ask a question then? Uh,
2: do you think you're not prepared for it because, like, you honestly think you're not prepared for it because it's a perspective thing, or you just don't want it to happen?
1: I think it depends. Both of those, I think, are really true. That especially like being in denial of accepting change. I think that automatically makes it normally a negative change, but once you then accept it, it's a wonderful change.
0: Hmm.
2: Okay. I was just curious.
0: Have you ever been through a bad type of change in your life that kind of turned into something better? Or even if it didn't turn into something positive or something to learn from, have you ever been through a bad change that you just kind of had to accept?
1: yeah I think for me, the worst change that I had to accept that is now a true positive was just my parents not being married because I mean, from as early on as I could possibly remember, I started off having like supervised visits with my dad, and then slowly I was able to go over to his house and stay overnight there with someone there to watch us. And then, like slowly after that, like it just it kind of kept growing into being more freedom. But at the very start it was it was a hard change hard change to get used to. It was really hard to accept that, like, okay, this is my life. Like, I I have to learn how to live with this. I have to learn, kind of like what you did, Tristan. Like, I had to learn how to pack for myself. I mean, it was, only, it was only about 45 minutes away from my actual house, but I had to always be prepared for whatever I had to do with my dad. And it would, we'd get in fights about me not bringing, like, a jacket in the middle of winter. We'd get in fights about all these things that I never brought. And it, it kind of helped me grow and understand how to always be prepared. It's
2: a good one. It's a good one. Tristan? I'm looking back on it, like, has there ever true, for me at least, truly, like, bad change that stayed bad? I do no, know, uh, honestly, and that, because I, I look back at thing. everything and it's like, I don't know, it's it's, it's weird, because, like, there's not much, it's all turned out positive in the end. That's so. a,
0: That's a good thing, though.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. for sure, and I'm not yeah. saying that. Yeah, that's like, but it's just, yeah, nothing comes to mind.
0: So, so what's what's one to you after Sam over here?
1: Oh God, I t- I pulled the Tristan.
0: Oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> shit!
1: So you're talking about all your changes have turned positive in the end? I feel like that really depends on the person, because I feel like almost every bad change always has a bright side to it. But if you choose to sit in the victim mentality, like we've talked about, if you choose to sit and be like, Oh, pity me. This is an awful change. You'll never get to, Oh, this is actually a good change in the end.
2: Yeah. It's harder to grow. It's a lot harder to grow. And that's, that goes back to, I mean, I think we said it before, like in previous episodes, but just where certain people are at in their lives. Yeah. Because obviously everybody's been in that state of mind where it's, uh, fuck, dude, me again, me again, me again. I've been there multiple times. I'm sure, I Sam, I know you've been there. Josh, I know you've been there. It's just, it just depends where you're at in your life at that point. I think it also,
0: but, I think it also is one of those things, though, for like those people that will never see it in a good light. Depending on what the situation was or what the change was, it's like they just kind of accept it and move on with the change, right, and it's not like they let it marinate in their brain, like yeah, they'll move past it, but they'll never see it in a good light
2: yeah, they'll never forgive
0: they'll never they'll never forgive that change, but they're just gonna live with it. you know what I mean?
2: Because you know what it is what it is, birds and feather. Yep, that one too. That one too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Tristan, one of your bad changes, even if it did turn good, which is a good thing, but
2: um, well, I go back to my time. I, I... okay, this kind of cheesy one, but like I'm sitting in my math class, okay, in high school, senior year, and I have like a forty-six percent in the class, okay, and I need that class to pass and graduate high school. All right, I need that class, okay. Uh, the math teacher says people who do shitty in high school and say they're going to go on to college and do well will never do well because they're the same person they left high school as you know what i'm saying like that's what i'm saying it's kind of cheesy but like it's what he said about me is partially true okay it's gonna be it's partially true because <laughs> i ended up passing that class uh with like uh 71 uh, percent. so that's good got to graduate high school and then moved on to briar cliff where it was a total failure and had to totally reevaluate my life and then here we are today um on the back side of that so that that's one of those changes where it's like that didn't happen so in in a sense it, i was too stagnant and that was a bad change you know what i mean where i normally wasn't but yeah <laughs>
1: you want to talk about the your whole on one nope. of the bad changes that you've had in your life that you now look at as a
2: good one.
0: Hold on. That I whole, there's a lot of them. That whole teacher thing was like a whole Disney channel episode. I felt like we just read a whole script there. <laughs>
2: Dude, that's why I said, I was like, <laughs> it's cheesy, like, it just stuck in my head. I was like, ah, sure. Say that again though, Sam, you wanted to say a bad one that turned into a good one.
1: Oh yeah. Just cause, I mean, you have one of the best outlooks in life out of anyone I know, and you've been through basically the most out of anyone I've know too. So, It'd be interesting to hear your perspective of how you chose to get through a bad change and now you have the outlook that it's a good one.
2: Um, hmm. I think I like it. Up. I guess I'll just use the one at Marshalltown where it's like injury history.
0: No, no, no. no.
1: Someone very close to you was very sick for a certain amount of oh, time. Oh, yeah. You have this yes, one to talk man. about.
2: Yes. Okay. Kind of rock bottom. Well,
0: <laughs> Come on, let's make me, why, are let's you get making, deep why are you here, making Tristan? me
2: go deep here? Huh? Um, all right. So when I was at Briarcliff, there were things that contributed to the downfall of the grades. Even though the grades were not going to be good, even if everything went swell. Um, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, and that hit me really hard, and it hit our family really hard. Where I. I I'd say that's ultimately why I dropped out of college uh, to come, to come home <laughs> and uh, help her. But um, she went through everything. She's fine. She's good today. And at the end of the day, it ultimately made uh, our my family so much closer together because it made the, made us appreciate the actual bonds that we created and just be thankful that everyone is still here with us today. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like one of those moments where it's like, it, it's not going to last forever. So cherish what you have now. And that's, that's, that's unfortunate, but it's just how life works. And so my dad's, uh, yeah. my dad's 71. Uh, I don't know if he's going to see my grand my kids, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you got to cherish what you got now and don't, don't give that up for granted. So, uh, Ultimately, it started awful change. She's good in the long run. Uh, made her family a lot closer, a lot stronger bonds. So I'd say that turned out luckily very well. Um, so, yeah. That's Thank the one. Thank you for sharing.
0: It's, yes, sir? It's a crazy change, man. Like, getting that type of news, especially when you're in college. And it's like. Mm. I was, was homesick anyway. And-
2: it's, it's utter shock, dude. Like, you sit there. I sat in the car, I got the call, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me right now, right? Like, it, you think it's a joke, but, like...
0: It doesn't really click in. Like it yeah, really like yeah. it's
2: just, like...
1: One of those abrupt changes that you're nowhere near ready for. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you
1: think that some of the hardest changes
2: are the ones that we have no control over?
0: The hardest? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, because those are the ones that blindside <laughs> you the most. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it's not a controlled thing. Like where I brought up the thing where like if I'm going to start waking up earlier or if I'm going to start going to the gym, that's my choice. I'm starting that. I get to decide when it happens. But ultimately, <sighs> if there's disease, um, some unknown, like you get hit by a car out of nowhere or all that stuff, like anything that you can't physically control bothers a ton of people. Bothers a ton of people. Because it's just... It, you can't physically touch it you can't like it's just there and it it just
0: irritates yeah
2: anyway the problem
0: go ahead sam
1: i want to add just a little bit more onto it so we agree that the hardest changes are those that we have no control over do we think that those changes that we have no control over are where you can ultimately grow the most from
2: yes if you take it the right way because if you choose the wrong way go down if you go down that path like just take my life for example if i chose to just you know pity myself for the rest of my life or i like even worse like got into alcohol or you know got into drugs or whatever like it just it. there's so many ways your life can spiral out of control but there's also so many ways you can bring yourself out of it so, so
0: yep. for me both of them are yes and um the changes that you can't control, I think are the hardest because uh, it's one of those moments where you don't want to accept the fact that you can, you can't control what you, or you can only control what you can't control. um, And when you have that mindset, it's like, in that type of moment, it's like, you don't want to have that mindset. You kind of want to feel bad for yourself, but you can't, like you have it's to, it's easy to find yeah,
1: a victim mindset.
0: Yeah. And it's like, you have to remember, like you can only control what you can't control. And it's like, it's shitty so i think that's why the hardest the changes that you don't have any control over are the hardest because it's like you just have to accept it back to the one it is my, what it is
2: one of my favorite things my dad ever said to me is when i said something wasn't fair and i'm sure everybody's heard this <laughs> hey, well that's not fair well life's not fair yeah like, that's facts like that's cliche as fuck <laughs> but it's fact I, I would have
0: a teacher though in elementary school that would be like life isn't fair but it's still good
2: yes yeah, very true Very true. Uh,
0: to sam's second question uh i do think they're the most beneficial because it's a harder mountain to climb like tristan kind of used the example of the changes that you do have in control like the time you wake up in the morning whether you make your bed or not to start off your day like like a routine change that you want To make your life better or a spontaneous line dancing trip (laughs) um you're already you're climbing the mountain and those types of changes kind of ready to just propel you to get there faster this type of change is like well you just got knocked off the mountain and now you have to climb back again from the start
2: and the mount and and most of the time that path is not one that you fix and a week or a month it's one that comes within years of healing and just figuring out who you are as a person and who you are to that individual if they hurt you or as a family it just there's so many different aspects that you have to look at in order to fix something or to heal as a person and grow there's so many different like you can't just focus on one and be like that's the reason why there and if you do that you become tunnel vision we talked about it you become tunnel vision and then ultimately, it, there are so many contributing factors. Why is this so big? Because I didn't do this, this, and this. And why are those small? And it just everything links together. It links together.
0: It's you're climbing Mount Everest, man. Like Sam said, I, you're mm. not. Sam said you're not prepared for those types of ones. They rip rip off like a bandaid, and you just gotta find your way back up.
2: I don't know. I don't, would you? Cause. I think when you reach the goal, it's like reaching the tip of Mount Everest. Like you reach the peak of Mount the highest peak of Mount Everest. But I think if you look at it like at Mount Everest, like I'm trying to climb this, you you start to get, like we talked about, you start to get bogged down and you just get piled on. I don't know. Because if I look up at Mount Everest, how tall How tall is Mount Everest? Like two and a half miles tall or something? Like no, tall. it's taller than that. Too it's tall. a lot. It's like 15,000 yeah, something like that. It, it it's some massive number. If I, look, you know, up I look up and I really and I wanted to climb that, you know what I mean? You know how discouraging that would be? But you know what like <sighs> I think a not a better way, but just a different way to look at it is I just keep looking down. I look down and 29, watch my feet. Oh, Oh, forty nine thousand? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, that's massive. But like another way to look at it is I'm just watching my feet. I take one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. And I, my feet are always there, always there. The ground is always there. And then when I finally reach that peak, I just I, – I stop stepping. You know what I mean?
1: If you, if you take your huge challenge and you start to break it down into little steps sooner or later – I think we've talked about this when we talked about problems. Like if you look at your life and you have 99 problems and you start to talk off one, then another, yeah, then another, one – Sorry. If you take a large challenge and you break it into smaller ones, it seems easier. Yes, very. Unless you live with these two,
2: (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Um, I think, I think a guy that everybody needs to watch, who's completely insane, absolutely insane, would never recommend to do anything he does. Well, exercises he does because he kills his body is a guy by the name of Tom Platts. He is the Quad (laughs) Father. They call him the The Quad yes he the way he would look at reps right is when he did max out reps where like you were doing 225 for as many reps as possible many don't recommend it i really don't that's how you get hurt unless you know what the fuck you're doing he would think one more rep it's one rep at a time One rep at a time. Okay, two more. Okay, I did that one. I got one more to reach my two more. Then I got another two more. All right, one more, one more. And just keep going, keep building like that. It's just one step at a time. Two steps. I got two steps left. Okay, one, two, another two steps. Just see how far you can push yourself, I guess.
1: Kind of like just if you're not a big lifter, you can look at it as the way of, I don't remember the name of it, but there was the war movie with the, shoot. Shoot. The guy that wanted to join the military but refused to hold a weapon—he oh. just wanted to be a medic. And when he was saving everyone, he was saying, "Just God, give me one more." Just God, give me one more.
2: Oh, what's give the name of that more. movie? It's Private Dawson. I remember that. Do you know the name? You—I re- know the movie. It's not Dunkirk. It's the other one. Hacksaw Ridge. There it is. Yeah. Why did What did I say?
0: Dunkirk. That was dumb. Dunkirk's a good movie, but that was a really dumb answer as i think about the things we're talking about right now how can we do because we did an episode on setbacks right what's 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 the differential here between changes and setbacks because there is there is one many differences but what's kind of the major difference of how we can compare the two
1: i think one of the biggest (laughs) difference between setbacks and change is that you almost always choose to immediately look at setback as a negative Whereas change can be some of the
2: greatest things to ever happen in your life. Hmm. Well, I, I'll go along those lines. I mean, I, if I think a setback, I'm taking a step backwards. I'm taking one step back. If I'm thinking change, it could go any way possible. It could be a three steps back, five steps back. It could be six steps forward. It could be going anywhere. I just think there's change is so much more broad than a setback. You know so what I mean? So
0: the the bad changes that we were just talking about with. Uh, climbing the mountain and all that stuff, you kind of think that is associated with setbacks, correct?
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, Kay. a little bit, a little bit, yeah. So
0: let's let's kind of flip it here and go back to the good changes in life, right? Even if the minor ones. One topic that I kind of want to talk about this with is is baseball, right? The changes you go through, whether you look at it as moving teams, going to college for baseball, position-wise – one thing that you guys kind of have in common is the role as a pitcher specifically and how much that changes.
2: So if I'm the setup man, right? And I want to be the closer, strike more guys out. It's that simple. If you want to have, if you want to be a closer, you got to have swing and miss stuff, right? And that's what you'd work on, right? If you want to be a starter, work on uh, sprints, start doing sprints. right? like, not even that. It's just like some guys, no, some guys are built to be starters. Some guys are workhorses. Some guys are not. It's just that simple. Genetics. Genetics plays a big role, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. Oh, if like – don't get me wrong. If I train like LeBron James, am I going to dunk like LeBron James? <laughs> no. Okay. So, like, why am I not going to dunk like LeBron James? First of all, he's like six-foot-fucking-eight. Okay, I'm five – I'm six-foot, five-foot-eleven and three-quarters. But <laughs> – <laughs> But it's just it's, it, <laughs> but it's just like, I'm sorry, man. Like if I'm tra- Max shirt or er, let's go, hmm. the good one, DeGrom. Garrett Cole, Daddy Mahomes. What? We're baseball. The Grom. The Grom. Let's go, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's like what, six four, six five.
0: I I gave you the Grom, and you're gonna go Garrett. Okay. Cole. Oh,
2: sorry, sorry. Jacob DeGrom, one of the biggest free... Actually, that's a very good one. You know why? Because Jacob DeGrom in, in college was a shortstop who converted to a pitcher when he got drafted. Okay, that's a great example. Not a boy. Thank you. But like, if I'm going to throw... Like, Jacob DeGrom is 6'5", like, with lanky-ass dude. Like, I'm not, like, any skinny. He's got tons of flexibility, rotation, like, and he's just a freak. An absolute freak. If... I, I'm going put my mechan- I'm going to make my mechanics exactly like Jacob de Grom's. Am I going to throw a hundred and two? No, no, I'm not, and that's just a dose of reality like Jose Altuve right is do you think anybody else in the world minus like five guys a handful of guys are going to hit nukes like Jose Altuve at five six or however tall he is no it's even when he doesn't
0: happen. even when he doesn't know what pitch is coming
2: that's facts yeah i don't like jose Jose altuve but you know what he does do some amazing things for a little man but like it's just i'm sorry but genetics play a massive role in it you're not you're not gonna be that guy everybody's different and i got completely off topic here but i just went on my tangent because i felt like i needed to
0: well no it's kind of on topic because that's part of kind of accepting the role that you that you're given
2: So, and it's just finding that, like if you're, I'm not, for me, I never overpowered guys. I had like a 78, 80 mile an hour fastball top 82, maybe sometimes. Yeah. And I put my curveball, like a meteor, I'd throw it and I'll I'll be honest. There's only a handful of guys that have touched it or like hit it for like actually got a hit. One of those is KP KP. I don't know how the fuck he sat back on that, but I watched him take it the other way. And I was like, Oh, I said, good hit. I don't say that very often. Tip your cap to him. But, like, I'm not going to just – yeah, anyway.
0: Sam, yeah, I'm off. for you, obviously star pitcher in high school. We don't have to fucking go over the accolades. I was not. <laughs> yeah, you have. I've seen that plaque.
1: In summer. Okay, yeah, sure, summer. of high ball. school, i okay.
0: Um, well, that. Well, that, that's Sam Turpa. That's summer ball Turpa. Um Heading into freshman year being put as a reliever that kind of change for you what was that like
1: oh i would be able to talk a lot better about it if it wasn't thanks to covid but i do remember at the very start it was really hard to get used to because my entire life i had been the game waited on me everyone waited for me in order to start the game but then as soon as i got to college it changed to where the game is the decider like I don't get to decide when I go in. I don't get to decide how I warm up.
0: I I was right was on that hard. though, right? You were you were given the the reliever role at the beginning of the season, right? That freshman yeah. year. Yeah, I got. Okay. Well,
1: I mean, we got twelve games, and then I pitched in two
0: of them. Yeah. Look at Tristan over here. <laughs> I mean, that's funny.
2: That's funny. You got more games than me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that... It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> but, but, like, it was a different type of role you had to play, yes, but you climbed that certain mountain, and look where you are now. You're one of the most reliable players to look up to in, in the staff.
1: To be fair, I'd like to give a little shout-out Tristan's rant for part of why that's true.
2: <laughs> Thank you oh dude I, 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 okay i'm gonna go out another little rant real quick about this motherfucker okay we'd wake up all right? we would go to breakfast okay do all our stuff he'd come back we'd chill go to practice we were at practice and this dude's fucking around you you fucked around sometimes at practice okay Brutal. yeah yeah a little bit he's like what see my knuckle Watch me throw my knuckle. I don't want to watch you throw your knuckle. I don't want to watch you do that. I, don't, I want to watch you throw a baseball fucking hard. <laughs> okay. That's just, it's, like, it's, it's just stuff like that. But no, he had but, the potential and he realized it. And now we're getting it. He's getting it figured out. So,
1: On another little tangent, because I'm going to go off my own now. I think part of the reason that I still love baseball the way I do is because I play it my way. Like they, I haven't been traveling, but they came back after the game, and they were talking about it. every single pitcher that played for Marshalltown. This like this game, they were all upset. They all looked pissed as soon as they got on the mound. And I sit there and think for a moment. Every single game I've started for the past four or five years, as soon as the catcher gets out there, I wave at him and smile, and then I lock in. But every single time, I play it my way. And I play it to a way where I'm still enjoying it. And I get to look at it as, wow, this is amazing that I'm playing baseball. Not, I don't want to be here. I think that's that's part of why I've never been burnt out or even, even thought about being burnt out.
2: Very valid. Very valid, actually. All right, Joshua Mendoza. Give us oh, your little spiel. You need to go off my, on a tangent now.
0: Wait, hold on. I just want to kind of go off to Sam's here. It's like you're simple to the point where it's like you just play it your way. There's not there's not specific things that you have to do in order to get to that moment. A little hop. A little hop. <laughs> a little hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> but I like it like that. Like, the way you kind of explain that where you just kind of play it your way, it's so simple, and it avoids the bad changes. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Because those are the types of routines you don't want to change. And there's not much to change because it's just, it's what you're thinking. It's, that, it's, it's what It's what you're thinking that day of what you want to do to play it your way, you know? And even if there was a certain adjustment here and there, it's not going to be like a total out change that throws you off your game, right?
1: I do want to just throw this in really quick, just for any actual baseball players that are listening. Yes, I screwed around a lot of practice. But Tristan can attest to this—that I always did my work. Yeah. No, yeah, would, he did. I, I would mess around and try to throw some knuckles
2: after I had thrown three hundred feet. Yeah, he—he he did all his work. I just wanted to go off on him for a second. It's been a while that since I've been able to do that on you, but fair. Feels feels normal somehow. Feel big. Feel powerful, huh? I do. I do. Dude, the fucking uh, uh, student assistant position got to me. It's power hungry, no?
0: Uh, Changes. Are are you going to go off on a tangent? You want me to go off on a tangent?
2: Yeah, whatever you want right now. Whatever you
0: want. Anything. Go off. The other day, they put pickles on my fucking burger when I said no pickles.
2: Oh, no. I sounds know. like you learn to like pickles to or no I just I've take lo- them off.
0: no cause every time they fucking put pickles when i say no pickles what's great is that the tag on the fucking container or packaging says no pickles so why the fuck is there pickles on them anyways they add pickles how did you
1: deal with that change in your life
0: you know how i dealt with that change sam fucking take it out of my mouth spit it out whatever never liked pickles and i still don't anyways there's a So, what do you have there's against pickles what do i have against pickles well they're salty and they're, I hate them. They're just, why? The crunch? Ew. Ugh. You're Ugh. Do you like? Do you like the, yeah, but the crunch do of the like pickle? you like potato
1: chips? Because so far, you've only described pickles as crunchy and crunchy.
0: The crunch of the pickle is so different, and you know it, okay? Dup, dup.
1: Both of us love pickles, so you, you're not going to win this.
0: <sighs> I thought Tristan hated pickles.
1: I love pickles. Shit. Last year we would go out and buy mini pickle jars.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people who eat pickles out of a jar, ah.
2: Uh,
1: Dude, what are you? T- oh who in people the people who live in Canada? I think, eh? I
2: think, I think people who drink pickle juice is weird because uh, that's kind of gross. But it is really, really good to rehydrate you. It is. It it well for cramps and shit like that. Like pickle juice. I heard well, it. I heard it, it helps it
0: that. Yeah, but like makes your
1: hands tougher uh, as well. Bro,
0: no. is it really? pickles mm-hmm. no it's that
1: and nolan ryan's secret was pickle juice and pissing on his hands
2: the more you know <laughs> God, i'll man. never shake that guy's hand it's well yeah a, i probably will he's a genius Well, it's he's a, so good it's a no for me on probably pickles probably like this
0: yeah. yeah anyways uh that was my tangent i don't know you said to go off of anything and i decided pickles.
2: Hey. i'm here for it we're here for it
0: thanks but uh, so? anything about change? Um, <laughs> let me think. <laughs> change, good.
1: Most of the time, change, good.
0: Change, good. Most of the time, yes. Most of the time. Anyone that want anything? Even wanna if add, it's
1: not, find out what's good about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's always good to analyze. If you if you want to analyze, just go analyze. It's having, always good.
0: Any anyone with any thoughts or questions? Have a great week. Change? Good. (laughs) 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 All right, let's wrap this shit up. Um, Your turn. Last, okay. Last thing I'll say is that change is inevitable. Um, We always go back to perspective. And honestly, it's how you perceive it. You could. Bad change is going to happen even the ones where they rip off like a band-aid and they come unexpected but you're always gonna have to climb that mountain so this has been life outside the dugout that's what we're called right
2: i think okay
0: good uh this has been change as always we hope you enjoyed um if you stuck around this long thank you always love the support and uh we'll hopefully see you guys next week depending on sam and his shoulder but uh yeah thank you guys for listening we hope you have a lovely week and bye